0: Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Home and this is the home of world football here in Southern California. We are just honored and pleased to be with you. What's on tap tonight on Soccer Weekly is sponsored by Pocock Brewing. Visit PocockBrewing.com to see what's on tap right now in their tasting room. Pocock Brewing Company, embrace life, drink good beer. We have got a fantastic show lined up for you. Each and every week here, we bring in the very latest and the best in the world of football here in Southern California. And a big show, What's on Tap, Well, we're talking LAFC and LA Galaxy getting the job done over the weekend. Both of them have big games coming up. This week at MLS, the Champions League, both CONCACAF and UEFA. Massive things going on there. And I got a good look at Bank of California Stadium as they cut the ribbon on the new stadium and the home of Los Angeles Football Club. We'll have so much more on that, including a lot from several of the owners who were involved in the ribbon-cutting ceremony earlier on the day over at Exposition Park where the new Bank of California Stadium lives. So we got so much to get to. We appreciate You joining us each and every week here on ESPN LA 710 and the ESPN app. And also, don't forget the podcast. You can find us over on iTunes or wherever your podcatcher is. Just search for Soccer Weekly, subscribe, rate, and review. Please feel free to let me know what you think of the show here. And uh, I want to let you know what I thought about LAFC and LA Galaxy's performance on the weekend. Out-freaking-standing from both of them. Outstanding for different reasons and in different ways for both LA clubs. LAFC coming off two bitterly disappointing games. Obviously the LA derby got it going, losing that 3-0 lead. We're never going to stop talking about that. LA Galaxy pouring it on with Zlatan late in that game and getting a huge win. And then the LA, LA, LA the new football team, right, the expansion club LAFC has to go across the country to Atlanta and Atlanta United is very good. And, frankly, as it got later in that game, they blew the doors off 5-0, though that was more of a 2-0 game. L.A. Galaxy had to come back from a tough week. And they go ahead and get a victory in Chicago in a blustery, blisteringly cold day, miserable day in Chicago. They go out and take care of the fire 1-0 with Zlatan on a beautiful assist from Ashley Cole. That was magnificent football. And it was different styles. LAFC gets a 2-0 win over Vancouver going up to Vancouver. And they look great. That was the overall, in my humble opinion, the best performance LAFC put in. Yeah, they got the scoreline that looked a little sharper against RSL with five goals. Things se- seemed to flow. But remember, RSL was pouring forward in that one and giving LAFC plenty of chances. And LAFC took advantage of them. Actually, the way the game went, I thought this Vancouver game was even more important in the sense of breaking that two-game losing streak. With the two results that you had, the way you had them, LAFC was teetering on the brink in terms of people's minds, but the team went out and got the job done. They weren't messing around. That was a great performance by Bob Bradley and his staff, getting the team ready, putting them in the right situation to be successful against Vancouver and Carl Robinson's style, and then the players had to go out and do it, and they did. Not the least of which was, of course, Carlos Vela, who was so talented. I mean, look, we all know how good he was or has been with Mexico, right? But for a while, you know, Vela went over and played with Sociedad. He played over in La Liga. We just don't see him that much. We didn't. Yeah, we know how good he was with Mexico and continues to be. You know, he's, you know, look, a tip of the cap to a few other guys. He's the most talented Mexican player. Bottom line. And he's gone out and done it for LAFC with that wonder goal to get things started. Then Diego Rossi had a very scrappy and well-played goal about 10 minutes later in that second half. Dominance by LAFC. Now, the Galaxy went out and didn't dominate, but they didn't play bad at all either. Certainly, this is what I talked about after the LA Galaxy game. This is why you sign a guy like Zlatan. One good, clear-cut chance delivered from Ashley Cole to Zlatan's head, it's in the back of the net. Zlatan actually had a few more chances. Really, the Galaxy didn't play bad at all even though at times it looked like it was such a raggedy game, but not really. I mean, the the conditions were horrible, but the Galaxy played really well. So both teams get a magnificent win. Both have very tough tasks coming up on the weekend. Galaxy going uh, or playing Atlanta United at home. One last long road trip for LAFC going back to Montreal. You'll hear it right here on ESPN LA 710 in the ESPN app. 9.30 a.m. Saturday for the pregame. It's an early game out east, so it's even earlier here. 10 a.m. for me with the call. I'll be doing the play-by-play of that one. And look, Montreal is interesting for LAFC because Montreal's a bit of a wounded duck right now. They're coming off two straight losses themselves after two big wins after two straight losses to start the season. They've only got six points from six matches. They've only scored six goals and they've given up 12. Remy Gard's side, Remy Gard's a very good manager. He'll figure it out, but he's still in the process of figuring it out. They've changed lineups a lot. They've had some injuries. This is a winnable game for LAFC, but you've got to go do it and it's never easy on the road. I don't I don't care how much success you've had already. Speaking of success on the road, CONCACAF Champions League. Can I do this right here? Um, I, this is bad radio, but I'm going to do a standing ovation. <laughs> for Mr. Almeida, the coach of Chivas. What a job he does again, setting his team up for success in the Champions League this time in Mon- or in Toronto for the first leg. They get an early goal within a minute. TFC comes pouring forward after about 15 minutes of misery for the final 30 minutes of this first half, just dominating Chivas. Get a goal. It's 1 1, but Chivas gets a second road goal and wins 2 1. Almeida had them set up perfectly. They played their guts out. Chivas is not as good as Toronto. Now, I know you're going to look at home. You're not. No, no anybody who's been watching the Champions League knows this is true right you get, even Chivas fans are like yeah you know we're not as good toronto is the best team in terms of talent in concacaf right now doesn't mean you win right and there's such a, a small difference that you got to go play well and tfc got cute they got too fancy on offense time and time again you don't have to pass the football into the back of the net all the time and i thought tfc just got a little too cute in crucial time, now they played pretty good in stretches. Admittedly, they're not out of it, but boy, Chivas has a distinct advantage getting those two road goals, leading to one. My thought is, if I'm Greg Vanny, I gotta set this team up against Almeida, who's gonna definitely have this team ready to defend. I gotta set TFC up and tell them go score three goals, and if they beat us, shake their hand and say good job, good luck in the Club World Cup. You gotta score three goals in Guadalajara. Good luck. Not gonna be easy almost impossible, but the TFC is still alive because they do have a lot of talent. And even at times in that game, they were dominant. Chivas knows that they did exactly what they needed to do. They know they're not as good as TFC. Chivas was the fourth best team in the semifinals, and they're probably going to win. Because Almeida's done a great job, and that team just refuses to to slow down. They play to what he, his style and the way he sets them up to Perfection. 'Cause that roster is not special. I mean Salcedo's good in the bad I love Carlos Salcedo, don't get me wrong. And they've got some talent. But Toronto's better. But it's the proverbial on better or better on paper, and you gotta go play. And TFC came out flat. And more importantly, kudos to Chivas for taking advantage of that. That's what you have to do. When you're an underdog and the team who's the favorite comes out flat at home, you better take advantage. They did. They absolutely did. Hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. You can also follow me on Instagram, Dave underscore Denham. I got some pictures over there of what happened at Bank of California Stadium earlier on the day. They had a ribbon cutting, let us into the stadium. Beautiful. Unbelievable. We'll definitely be talking more about that coming up. Champions League draw is all set. Next week, they play first legs. Liverpool host Roma, Bayern Munich, and Real Madrid. Very interesting matchups. We talked a little bit about it. Liverpool-Roma, could be that could be 7-6 on aggregate. The way those two go at it. Bayern and Real Madrid, loads of talent. Many people will think the favorite's coming out of that matchup. And that may well be true on some level, but any four, any one of these four can win it. They really can. Roma's really impressed me with the win over Shakhtar. And then to get it done the way they did against Barcelona. Are you are kidding me? Of course they can win. All that sets up for brilliant stuff, too. Bayern Munich and Real Madrid. Bayern had a cruise control win in the first leg or in the first round. And certainly, Bayern is no one to be messed with. They're going to give Real Madrid all they can handle, and then some. You still have to look at that series and just say Cristiano Ronaldo. He's just—he's just that wild card that you can never account for and say, "Well, they're done," or "They're out of it," or "Maybe Real Madrid's not going to win." No, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. He just does that. He just is a winner. And I say just, of course he's a winner. He works his guts out, and he's brilliant. But you can't say, oh, they can't, you know, Real Madrid probably can't get it done again, or maybe they're, you know, Bayern takes them at home. doesn't matter what the scoreline is. It doesn't matter for Real Madrid. They're never done. And I think it's that tenacity that will eventually wear down Bayern Munich And I believe the final will be Liverpool, Real Madrid. And how about that? I could be wrong, of course. As I said, any one of these four teams can win. They're all pretty equal at this point in terms of these matchups. Would not shock me if the final is Roma-Bayern. But I'm going with Liverpool and Real Madrid. Liverpool, to me, has been the most impressive at times offensively of anyone on the continent. When their offense is really clicking... Kudos to Jurgen Klopp and the way he sets his team up and the way they played. Certainly Mo Salah's been an amazing Firmino. We know the names. I mean, they've just been outstanding. And if you've got that kind of offense, you know, you can give up a goal at home if you have to. You don't want to, but they're not going to be done. Liverpool, Real Madrid, for my, for my taste, my money, that's what the final is going to be. Champions League, I want to wrap it up at CONCACAF. It's a long road to hoe for Toronto. I told you, Chivas has virtually locked this up. But if there's one team in MLS and one team in CONCACAF who can get this done, it is Toronto. Toronto FC is the most talented team in CONCACAF. But they got a a big mountain to climb. It's possible. As I'm speaking to you here on this Wednesday evening, as we uh, do this show here at ESPN LA 710, late on Wednesday night, Chivas is going to win. Toronto FC will not come back all the way, and Chivas gets it done because of that first leg. And Again, kudos to them. They're not a great team, but they played great in Toronto. and They deserved it, and they'll deserve it if they end up finishing it off. Bottom line. Hey, still to come, we've got a giveaway that is super exciting. Your chance to win a VIP tour of the new Bank of California Stadium before it opens up to the public. You'll want to hear about that. That is coming up. You have a chance to win that VIP tour and hang out with the morning show from right here at ESPN LA 710. George, Keyshawn, LZ, maybe even Rod's Grobes if you're interested. (laughs) So all of that. Your chance to win that VIP tour of the new stadium coming up next here on Soccer Weekly. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California, ESPNLA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPNLA 710. I am Dave Denholm. Soccer Weekly presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2018 Toyota Camry SE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out, PuenteHillsToyota.com. We appreciate their support. We appreciate your support listening here on the home of world football here in Southern California. Follow me on Twitter at Talk Soccer. You can see some pictures from earlier in the day at Bank of California Stadium with the ribbon-cutting of the new home of LAFC. We've got something. Speaking of that, we've got a great giveaway to do right now. We're celebrating LAFC's home opener with an event on Friday, April 27th. Remember, the home opener is April 29th. Friday, April 27th, we've got a great event going on here at 710 ESPN. We've got a live broadcast at the stadium with the morning show, LZ Key. George, even Raj Grobes, I guess. I love love Raj. Yeah, whatever. They'll all be out there. Giveaways. we got prizes, special guests, and a VIP tour that day of the new Bank of California Stadium before it opens to the public. And here's how you can win tickets to that Friday event for 710 ESPN. Call right now at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. You and a guest will go to this Friday event on April 27th at the new home of LAFC. And again, that includes a VIP tour of the new Bank of California Stadium before it opens to the public a couple of days later for that first game. So that is a great event coming up Friday. Again, 877-710-ESPN right now. The first five callers going to win those. I beg your pardon, the first three callers. My apologies. First three callers, I'm being told by Jesse. First three callers right now at 877-710-ESPN. Jesse will get your info. But if you don't win right now, you're going to have another shot later in the show. So just stick stick around. That's all I'll say. You'll have another chance coming up later. Time now for one of our favorites. It's Black and Gold Breakdown. One, two, three. Breakdown.
1: It's the Black and Gold Breakdown. Breakdown.
0: Break it down like this. Breakdown. Black and Gold Breakdown today is a discussion of what we saw. Our eyes witnessed the opening of Bank of California Stadium with the ribbon cutting. Then we got a chance to go in. LAFC practiced on the pitch for the first time. As they are getting ready to go to, of course, Montreal coming up early Saturday. You'll hear it right here on ESPN LA 710 and in the ESPN app. I'll have the call with you at 10 a.m., 9.30 a.m. for the pregame here, Pacific time. It was amazing. It was breathtaking. It was beautiful. You can't overuse that word. The stadium is beautiful. The great producer of this show, Mario Rees, and I drove over. We parked, and then you're walking up. It looks like, and I don't say this like, it looks like a museum. At certain points, at certain angles, vantage points, it looks like a soccer stadium, and at certain other vantage points, it looks like a gorgeous art museum. Something that you'd see up in the you know the hills or over by the Getty Center or something. I mean, literally, the architecture is breathtaking. And then you get in and it's just magnificent. No, no two ways about it. Among the people who are there, of course, dignitaries, owners of LAFC, and you know they got a few. They got a, more than a handful. Well, a few of them were there, and I got to tell you, talking to them was exciting, and I'll tell you what, they were excited about it. This is not just, oh, okay, ribbon cutting, whatever, blah, 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 some new building. They, they were like, fan, like kids. You know, when you're a kid, you're a diehard sports fan, right? Sometimes we get a little jaded as we get older, although we still love the beautiful game. They love the beautiful game, and you can see it and hear it in their voices. And I want to play a few of those. I want to share with you a few of the. We'll have even more coming up later. But first, among the, uh, the dignitaries there were a couple of just legends here in Southern California and really the United States and the world. Nomar and Mia Garcia-Para. Mia Ham Garcia-Para and Nomar sat down with me uh, for a few minutes. I want to play that right now here on Black and Gold Breakdown here with uh, Nomar and Mia Ham Garcia Para. Nomar, uh, start with you. You talked about something very eloquent about y- your childhood with Dodger Stadium and such, and it really resonated with me as a soccer fan and I think with this community, this kind of stadium can only be a
1: benefit for those young kids coming here. It, it is. And and I think that's what makes it so special is to create a venue like this where people can come in and go wow there's a wow factor without question but there's also but there's also more to than just a wow factor because it really comes alive with the people it's about the people and i think it was built with the people in mind and i think that's what really makes it special
0: Mia, as an owner, you helped build it, certainly, but as a player, frankly, you helped build this place and build soccer in America. What does this feel like when you see it now for the career you had and building up and and playing in places that weren't like this necessarily from the get-go when we first started rooting for you to seeing this today?
2: Yeah, I think uh, when I first made the national team, we we were playing in high school stadiums in kind of rural Pennsylvania. So, to be able to have a, a venue, a soccer-specific stadium, um, says so much about our sport has grown and and the fan base. And you know, this is what was possible. And you see stadiums like this all over Europe, um, but to have it in your backyard, in the heart of our city, and to be a part of this group is very special. And uh, I, you know, I can't wait till uh, the 29th to be here when. Uh, this place is just going to be rocking. I mean, it's it's going to be incredible. I've been
0: asking the owners
1: about why did you get involved with LAFC? What what drew you in? Well, you know, it, was, it started a long time ago when uh, Tom Penn asked me, talking to me about just the MLS, if I knew much about the MLS, if I knew much about... Uh, other teams in the MLS and Chivas and I was like, you know, I go, well, if you want to know about soccer, I do know. I go, I know in L.A., I know soccer a little bit. My go, my family played professionally in, in Mexico and, and has been a part of it. And he's like, really? So I think that's where the conversation really originally started and then he started talking to us about what they're trying to do and the individuals that were involved. I think that's the other thing. When you see just the ownership and the individuals that are involved, you want to be you know, not only they are amazing people that can actually make this happen, which we see now, but they're also, all their interests were aligned in order to create something not only special, but for the, not the city, but the people.
0: Mia, what have you seen out of this team on the pitch so far? Certainly good results thus far, but what are you seeing from this team?
2: I think we have some exciting, you know, uh, attacking personalities. I think you—you uh, you, we've had great performance in goal which has has kept us in a couple games Um, but you see him growing I mean that's every game I've seen improvement and I know for Bob that's what he's trying to see you know you're not going to win the league in in the first month of the season but what you're hoping to do is is you know learn from the prior mistakes and you saw that with some of the adjustments he made in personnel and formation the the past game and um, you know the confidence in these young players. I mean, it's it's you know certain environments might be a little overwhelming, but I haven't seen that from these players. And um, I think that's a testament to who they are, but also the leadership, both you know the coaching staff and and the veteran players that are on the field. Great
0: stuff from uh, Nomar and Mia Ham. Nomar Garcia Para and Mia Ham Garcia Para. Great talking to them, co-owners and owners of lafc along with a, a great group among them is a guy who really spearheaded this and really got this st- this is really a lot about this particular owner when it comes to bank of california state I mean, now he had a lot of help and he acknowledged that certainly and everything else with the organization but a big part of lafc is henry Wynn, and i got a chance to sit down with henry right after the ribbon cutting and just get
3: his thoughts on this event Henry, uh, congratulations first of all, what does this feel like today finally uh, i don 't even think it 's describable actually. you know you have a, a vision in your head, you go through this whole process of design, um, even you know when you, I get to see all the incremental progress you know you always have that angst of is it turning out the exact way we 're envisioning it and then when you kind of see it today with with obviously just very near ninety nine point nine percent done and all the finishes in. I have to say, I think it's better than I expected. So uh, so that in that sense, it's indescribable, but I'll, I'm still trying to get over the reality of it. I mean this in the nicest way. Why did you want to do all of this and, and build all this? Because you know what? Starting first and foremost, there's nothing better than sports. Um, You know, this is, uh, and and particularly this sport, you know, all of us who've experienced all the sort of different World Cups in the past, and obviously our U.S. men's national team, that feeling of togetherness, that feeling of sharing something and being behind something. um, And then, of course, when you do it in a same space, um, you know, World Cup U.S. men's and women's national team watch parties are great, but live football or soccer, especially, you know, the ecstasy of of, of a goal, uh, the ecstasy of a result, you know, to be able to do it in this city, um, you know, you know, our, our, our phrases to unite the world city through the world's game, um, this is the best place in the world for this game you know you have people from all over who love this game and and there's not many things in this great city in this great big city of ours that brings everybody together and that's why this particular sport is something special i wanted to touch on that actually this as i walk in loving soccer this place is
0: magical already to me it seems and this is the first i'm seeing it as it is what
3: does this club mean now to this area to los angeles Look, I think all great sports teams, all great sports clubs are rooted in their you know community uh, and, and It starts with the stadium right this is our home uh, and and obviously all the th- things that are around us in this neighborhood uh, are something we want to be connected with. Um, and that starts here, but uh, you know, home also is Los Angeles. That's the name we carry. And obviously, in, in a city this big, we have to share it. Uh, and I think that's also magical, to have that rivalry. Um, you saw that first game a couple weeks ago, uh, I'll have to say, we were on the wrong end of it. Uh, it didn't look that way for 60 minutes. But, hey, that's, that's the ups and downs and magic of sport. Um, and I'm looking forward to an awesome rivalry with the Galaxy. They have a gold standard organization that you know we also admire and respect. But, uh, but again, we're the challenger. And, uh, and like any challenger, we're afraid of nobody. Uh, we respect, but we're ready to compete. Congratulations once again. Nah, no, thank you so much.
0: Henry Wynn, uh, one of the uh, owners of LAFC who really spearheaded the Bank of California Stadium, had a lot to do with that, and it was just good to talk to a guy who's a soccer fan like us. He is a diehard. Like so many of these owners, Nomar and Mia, you just heard, obviously, they love the game. Some owners we're going to be talking about coming up here on the show, we talked to them earlier on the day at the Ribbon Cup, they are diehard soccer fans like you and I, so Even like Henry Wynn saying, they respect the Galaxy. Even if you hate LAFC, if you're a Galaxy fan, I would expect nothing less. But you love the beautiful game, and you have to love what this organization is doing with this stadium. So fantastic. We'll have the LA Care Injury Report still to come and talking with more of the LAFC owners that were there. Puss Bob Bradley has some comments on Bank of California Stadium. Stick around. I'm Dave Denholm. This is Soccer Weekly, and you are listening to ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. Don't forget LAFC's next broadcast here on ESPN LA 710, and the ESPN app is Saturday morning, a little morning affair In Montreal, the team travels back to Montreal, taking on the Montreal Impact, 9.30 a.m. for the pregame. I'll have the call at 10 a.m. Pacific time. It's a 1 p.m. kickoff back east as LAFC wrap up that six-game road trip. Look into possibly, I mean, even if you get a, a draw, you got 10 points, but maybe 12 points possible out of these first six. Are you kidding me? After that performance against Vancouver, they've set themselves up nicely with nine points. Time now for the health report on Soccer Weekly. It's sponsored by LA Care as the nation's largest community inspired health plan. LA Care is elevating health care in the city of angels. LA Care for all of LA, lacare.org. And it is a very good injury report for LAFC. Still with Luis Lopez out for a little bit longer term with the goalkeeper, you know, the goalkeeper injury, but everybody else, frankly, looks very healthy. They really do. LAFC, pretty much a clean bill of health all the way around. Now, they're taking on the impact, as we mentioned. Marco Donadell, the experienced midfielder, is out for Montreal. Rod Fanny, their new defensive signing. He's an experienced veteran defender from France. He had to leave the game of the first half versus New York Red Bull. That was last weekend, the game they lost in New York. Now, I haven't heard much else about Fanny in terms of how he's recovering there. So they're still up in the air. It's questionable whether he's going to be able to go against LAFC coming up on Saturday. Galaxy, still with question marks about Gio Dos Santos. That's pretty much it. We saw Roman, Roman Alessandrini come back. He played a good I got 70 minutes, I think it was, against Chicago in the garbage weather. So Alessandrini getting back on the pitch doesn't look 100% yet, but he's back. Still, Gio, we're just, it's questionable. Everybody's back otherwise, though, so... Obviously, there's been some long-term Galaxy injuries. We know with Bradford Jamison, with the concussions, we wish him the best. But otherwise, like in terms of the short-term stuff, pretty clean bill of health for both LAFC and LA Galaxy. Once again, brought to you by LA Care. LAFC had their ribbon-cutting at Bank of California Stadium. We were there along with hundreds of people, literally hundreds of media, everybody else. Early in the day, Magic Johnson was there. Mayor Garcetti was there. So many dignitaries. Among them, several of the owners of LAFC and I know people like to talk about the oh the ownership group but what a group it is and among the group that was there these are die hard soccer fans. You heard earlier on the show and if you didn't you go back and listen to the podcast when it comes out Soccer Weekly catch it on iTunes and all your podcatchers. Nomar Garcia Parra, Mia Ham Garcia Parra, we spoke with them. Henry Wynn, who's a massive part of this. Also one of the biggest I guess parts of the ownership group is a man named Larry Berg who is a absolute die hard soccer fan i'm a soccer fan and so is larry burke let's put it that way i would literally he might be a bigger soccer fan than me and i mean i think i'm no joke in that sense i'm a i'm just a freak but larry loves the beautiful game it has for most of his life and it was a pleasure to sit down with him he has been a huge part of the vision of lafc and asking him about this day larry now that you sit here finally on this day what does this fuck feel like
4: feels like we've come a very long way since the 1970s i uh i can't wait for the first game i want to hear the i want to hear the crowd i want to hear the noise um but
0: this is this is special is this what you envision larry i know it's been a long process obviously and you guys have been at this for a while is this what you envision for bank of california stadium
4: uh i think people said it earlier it's it's it exceeded expectations um i think the uh there are certainly some aspects of it that I, that I envisioned, and of course the the location is incredible. But I think some of the uh, some of the internal areas and food and beverage areas and um, etc. Just it's it's better than I would have anticipated, and frankly happened faster. So to be able to play our first game in our stadium, as opposed to what a lot of teams have to do, is they have to play elsewhere and then come back to their home stadium when it's finished. Um, I think that's a great way to
0: go. I know we've talked along the way as a soccer fan. On behalf of other soccer fans, I just want to say congratulations and thank you for soccer fans. I know you are one as well. Thank
4: you, and uh, it's, it's great that there are so many now. Um, it's not hard to run into one
0: anymore, and uh, hopefully they will all come here. He's not lying. That's Larry Berg, part of the ownership group of LAFC, and it was a big part of spearheading this and, of course, Bank of California Stadium, and he's right. That's the beauty of it. Look, and that's what I want to. It's what I want to really impress on fans all over Southern California. You might like Chivas. That might be your favorite team, right? Chivas is right up there with the Lakers and Dodgers in Los Angeles. You might. The Dodgers might be your favorite. That's what sports are about. But if you love soccer, it doesn't matter. Club America, Chivas, L.A. Galaxy, L.A.F.C. You still have to be impressed with just the build out of this. It's the same thing that happened with StubHub Center many years ago already that it was an anchor for MLS is just a different level. This is a different level. Now bank of California stadium takes it to another level. It is beautiful. Like at times I was really looking at it. And again, I've said it before. I I forgot it was a soccer stadium. It looks so good at, at certain, you know, at certain venues and vantage points that it's not just a sports arena. It doesn't look like, and it's amazing. And he's absolutely right. It actually exceeded my expectations. And I don't say that lightly, Because I saw the renderings, they looked fantastic, right? You expected it to be grand and awesome and unreal. I can't believe the seats, the vantage points for the fans. It can't be undersold about how good this stadium is going to be for the 22,000-plus and fill it. One of the owners was there as well, a guy named Brandon Beck. He uh, is just a, a huge part of this as well. Uh, co-founder I believe of Riot Games you know who they, who they are in the world of gaming and Brandon was there we got a chance to sit down and really have a nice conversation with him and it, you could tell it was a big day for Brandon Beck Brandon I have to ask how does this actually feel now that we're
5: here it's it's pretty surreal but it's starting to feel real I mean it's just like mind was blown kind of speechless when we walked in and actually see it all come together
0: but now it's you know it's it's it feels like it's happening <laughs> You never really know what it's going to look like until you're here. Is this maybe what you envisioned overall? Is when you first got involved with LAFC? I mean, I think it is a step further than than
5: we imagined it would be. Um, you know, you just look around here, and it's just uh, you can already imagine the the energy. And and the thing that's most striking to me is is this supporters wall right here with how big it is, the steep break, the energy that the thirty two fifty two is going to bring to this place, the home field advantage i'm excited
0: you really can feel the energy actually as a, as a soccer fan myself i am just floored by this place but what is it what does it mean going forward for the club to have this kind of atmosphere right from the get-go um i mean i think it
5: it's sort of i mean it presents an opportunity where um hardcore fans of soccer are gonna be you know are gonna be be able to just hit the ground running and then you know i think in los angeles we're going to introduce some new fans to this experience you know who are going to give it a shot because it's it's nearby it's in the heart of the city it's something something different and and you know i look forward to sort of making this place as inclusive as possible so everyone can kind of get to experience how how magical it can be
0: are you counting the days counting the hours now until that first game <laughs>
5: yeah i mean we're all so pumped for the the home opener you know it is it is full of anticipation but uh i mean just just even the even this roadshow has been really spectacular to, to to see the team come together the fast attacking football style like really kind of showing in its full force um so it's fun. We got we got Montreal ahead of us and then, you know, the Sounders are going to come here and and see what this is like at the same time we do. It's pretty
0: amazing. This is about you and the ownership group. You guys did this and this was your vision as a group and it's coming together. Brandon, why did you get involved with LAFC?
5: I mean, look, this is this is about more than us, right? This is this is this is everyone. This is this is a team right in the heart of LA for this city. And um uh you know, I— personally you know i'm 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 i want it to be just a, a small part of this experience you know help help create a a really special tradition here help bring awesome game um you know sorry awesome quality soccer to you know to the heart of LA and and frankly i think MLS is at an exciting phase right now where you know we're we're starting to really hit some new inflection points around the momentum, the quality of play on the field, I think it's exciting for this country too. And so, you know, as as really soccer continues to progress, congratulations. The, the, the biggest thing is, is sort of a jealousy around like you you, you spend time in soccer countries and soccer cities, and that experience, um, where the world just stops for a big game. Is like, is something that, that I hope we as a country can replicate over time. And we're just a small part of, 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 of bringing that to, to this city. So. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Thanks so much. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you.
0: Brandon Beck, he uh, is a big part of the LAFC ownership group. And you can hear it again. You can hear the passion. And that can't be faked. And it is not faked by these owners. And that you just see it in the building, frankly. The passion is there. And one of those guys who certainly appreciates that and has a respect for it is, in fact, LAFC's manager, Bob Bradley. We got a chance to catch up with Bob and ask him about, you know, they're the finally getting it. You know, the road trip's about to wind down, of course, the final game with Montreal this weekend. And then it's that home opener on the 29th. They got a chance to practice there earlier today for the first time on the pitch at Bank of California Stadium. Here's Bob Bradley.
1: Well, to be here at Bank of California Stadium today, a little bit of a, a first chance to come in, see what it's like. Uh, it's just incredible. Get on the field, um, amazing field. So I think in those ways, it, it, it makes the week really work. Um, we travel uh, Thursday. It's a long trip to Montreal. Um, but I think uh, this ability to come here, Uh, Knowing now we've got one more away game before we finally get our chance uh, at home. Uh, A lot of motivation.
0: LAFC manager Bob Bradley on Bank of California Stadium. Now, if you want a chance to get a VIP tour of the new Bank of California Stadium before it opens to the public, that opens on the 29th. On April 27th, ESPN LA 710 has got an event going on at the stadium. And your chance to win tickets to a VIP tour of the stadium that day, the 27th, you can get behind the scenes before it opens to the public and take a look at it if you're a fan. We've got that giveaway coming up next. Two people. Two people are going to win and a guest. So you're each, you know, a, a winner and a guest you can bring to that event on the 27th, Friday, before they open up the stadium on the 29th. That's coming up next, the giveaway here on Soccer Weekly. It's ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. I'm Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. Hey, we're having an event to celebrate LAFC in this new stadium, they got their home opener coming up on the twenty ninth. We're having an event the seven ten ESPN on Friday, April twenty seventh. Going to have a live broadcast with the morning show guys, Keyshawn, George, LZ, Raj. They'll all be there broadcasting on the twenty seventh that Friday morning. They'll have giveaways and prizes, special guests. You can join them. Your chance to win tickets to that event on Friday, which includes a VIP tour of the Bank of California Stadium before it opens to the public a couple of days later. Friday, April twenty seventh. If you want your chance to win, we got two winners at eight seven 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 ten ESPN. The first two people to call at eight seven seven. You and a guest will win tickets to that live broadcast on Friday morning with the VIP tour of the new bank of California stadium, courtesy of ESPN LA 710 call up right now, 877-710 ESPN. The first two Jesse's going to take the two winners there and we appreciate you joining us and hope you have a great time on that Friday event with the morning show here from ESPN LA 710 plus that VIP tour and that tour of that stadium is worth its weight in gold. It is a beautiful place it is an absolute palace for football. I cannot wait to watch soccer there and to watch LAFC coming up uh, on April 29th with the opener. Hey, this is a story I had to get to, and it's, it involves the U.S. men's national team and the previous two coaches of said U.S. national team. Jurgen Klinsmann and then the replacement for Jurgen, the legend, B- Bruce Arena. Well, apparently what's going on this week is the blame game. Clinsman with a book out, I think it was. I think it was a book that he came out talking about whose fault it was, or it was a such a. He didn't even blame it. He just said it was such a massive step back that the U.S. didn't qualify, as if he had nothing to do with it, which is what I love. He, that's fantastic. Yeah, this is a massive blow for the U.S. that you didn't qualify. So Bruce Arena had to come out and and say, you know, publicly go back at it. This is the blame game. These two are playing the blame game. And I've got an answer for them because it's apparent that neither one of them wants to take responsibility. They want to blame the other. Well, I'm going to settle that right here. Who should we blame for the U.S. men's national team not having all that fun in Russia coming up in the summer, just to literally less than two months away? Is it the more the fault of Jurgen Klinsmann or Bruce Arena? That would be the question I want you to ask me and ask yourself right now and I will answer it. Is it more the fault of Jurgen Klinsmann or Bruce Arena? The blame game for missing out on the US men's national team. You want to know what my answer is to that question? Who's more at fault, Jurgen or Bruce? My answer is yes. Both of these guys take full responsibility cuz you're both fully responsible for the U.S. failure. You failed. That's why you're gone. Move on, you two. It's very unseemly that these two are trying to play the blame game. We don't want to hear it. We don't want your excuses. We don't want you trying to cover it up. We don't want to watch you finger point at each other. I'm done with you. Great careers for both of them. These guys are legends in soccer. Thank you for your service. Go away. You you both failed. There's no either or. Stop the finger pointing. Stop the blame game. Whatever cliche you want to use, it's ridiculous. We don't want to hear it anymore. I don't. And I'm speaking for U.S. soccer fan. Because I know that's how they all feel. We all feel that way. You both failed. Move on. Get away. Get away from it. Just go away. I'm going to have to relive it every day when the World Cup is on my television set for a month plus, And I'm going to be soaking up every second of the World Cup like I always do. And yet every day, it's going to be a nice little kick to the stomach. It's going to be a kick to the baguette to know that we're not there. A kick right to the midsection. Every day. Every day. Bruce and Jurgen playing the blame game and basically throwing it up at us. Just go away. Done with you. Done with the excuses. We've got to deal with it now. We've got to move forward. I don't want to hear from either one of them about it anymore. That's tired, and it's tiring. And it's unnecessary. How dare either one of them think someone else was at fault? Take the responsibility. Take the responsibility. You failed. Fill in the blank on which one? Juergen, fill in the blank. Bruce, you failed. Guess what? Life goes on. Again, tip of the cap to their service. Legends of the game. I don't want to hear from them. That's all. I had to get that off my chest because I'm tired of that. We absolutely, it's a cliche, we got bigger fish to fry than these two pointing at each other and, and making us decide who's more to blame. That's ridiculous. The answer is yes, both of you. Time now for our favorite segment of the show. As always, it is the the great stoppage time. What time is it?
1: Stoppage time! Yeah, stoppage time! Stoppage
0: time! Right now, stoppage time with the great Mario Rees. Brought to you by Puente Hills Chevy. Find new roads at Puente Hills Chevy off the 60 freeway in the City of Industry, the San Gabriel Valley Chevy store. Say habla español, Mario. Always stoppage. I love stoppage. I love the stoppage time open, Mario, with the yeah. Like the yes, two yeahs that are in there are so cool. I can't even do them that cool. <laughs> Got to make the show sound hip. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> man, what a day today, right? There oh. you're at the stadium. Mario, oh. I mean, seriously, give me your thoughts. I mean, because I've been talking about it. You've heard from the owners. You were there. You walked in when I did. And this is the first time we've really had the the final look at the at the finished product, essentially. What are, you, what are your thoughts?
6: Oh, just... Something about an empty stadium and that grass, the pitch. Oh, just amazing. (laughs) I love empty stadiums. But anyways, this place is so modern and so hip, has so many lounges, is so L.A., and it's so me. I love it,
0: baby. It is, it is so you. <laughs> and those
6: lounges, dude, we only found like two of them.
0: I think there's like even more. Yeah, I was trying to look for them. I couldn't find them, but I heard there's like five or uh, something like that. I mean, if they're anything like the couple we saw, the other ones I'm sure are. The Founders Lounge, that's where we Holy were hanging out. Holy cow. Was that the one we were in most yeah, of the time?
6: Yeah, the big lounge that we were hanging out in with thing that is, amazing
0: food. It's the size of a mall itself. Oh, man, I love it. It is crazy. First of all, I don't know how you're going to be in there during a game, but if you are getting food, doing all the stuff that Mario's talking about, maybe doing business, you got screens everywhere that are going to show the games. I mean, it's it's, is, but it is so much more. It's so much more massive than I thought. Mario, what you would think from a nice lounge club slash club in a stadium in an arena, it's just expansive and it's so comfortable. And in, in this founder's room, when you're hanging
6: out, having your drink, having your bite to eat, the players come out of their locker room and walk right past yes. you and then walk to the, the field. You're
0: walking the same tunnel yes. to get to those nice seats that those people have oh. if they go out to their seat as the players are walking out to the, of their locker room to get to the pitch. And need we say more? We talked a little bit about it, Mario, with those front, front row seats down there. Your foot is on the grass where they're playing, for crying out loud. You can literally sit next to the bench, too. It's literally like the Jack Nicholson, Norm Pattis seats. Yes. At Staples Center for the Lakers. You know, the guys who are on the opposite ends of the front row. They're, they're right by the, the court. You know, you can literally hear Jack's shoes squeaking with the players. That's what it'll be for these people in the front row at these, at Bank of California Stadium on the grass. What the players take to the pitch, it's unreal. Well, this is stoppage time, Mario. We've got other stuff going on, too, in sports. Stoppage time! All right, so we
6: got Zlatan Ibrahimović making the rounds, of course, taking up all the camera time like he does. And he was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel last night, and uh, he he pledged to be at the World Cup in Russia this summer. He says, I'm going to the World Cup, yes. That's what he told uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live last night. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel asked him, will you have cleats on the bottom of your shoes, or will they be regular shoes? He said, uh, I just said I'm going to the World Cup. If I say any more, people will hang me, so I have to be very careful with what yeah, I say now. Yeah, this
0: is interesting situation, Mario, because remember, he basically left the Swedish national team, and certainly he had felt he had done all he could, probably thought like Sweden doesn't have a great shot. Well, they battled. They got into a playoff, then they beat Italy. I mean, this is a good Swedish team. Without Zlatan. So I'm, I'm, I'm of two minds here of him being even on Jimmy Kimmel. To say that, that he's going to the World Cup, as a player, I don't know how Sweden's going to manage that because what do you do to a guy who did put his blood, sweat, and tears into qualifying? Right. And then Zlatan is Zlatan. Like he's the leading scorer of all time. I mean, he's the greatest Swedish player of all time. How do you say no? But yet you got to measure that with the guys who did get you there. So it's a tricky, tricky situation. I don't know if there's any Swedish player who might be maybe an injury concern. You know, that might be a way that I heard one of my good buddies, soccer buddies, Christian Miles, talk about how maybe if there's an injury concern, yeah, then of course you could you know, have to consider. But yeah, it's a tricky, tricky situation. Now, the other thing of him being on Kimmel, Mario, Mm -hmm. he's an L.A. Galaxy player. Right. Sitting on Jimmy Kimmel's couch on ABC on one of the biggest shows in in late night, right? How many players in MLS can do that? Landon Donovan. David Beckham Beckham. and and Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Maybe with a little bit of a tip of the cap to Thierry Henry at some point. I'm sure he probably... I mean, that's why you signed this dude. And, oh, by the way, he's got three goals in three games. And you've won two out of those three. So, I mean, come on. Anybody who thought this signing was ridiculous or all this, he's too old, bull, this is why you do it. This is exactly why. You know why you do it? Jimmy Kimmel. That's why. Jimmy Kimmel... Doesn't care to talk to Ashley Cole. No disrespect to Ashley Cole. He's magnificent. He's been a great player his whole career. Zlatan. That's exactly why you get guys like that. Zlatan went on to say, I mean, a World Cup without me wouldn't be a World Cup. (laughs) Well, we'll see. And he's right about that in in some level. But it's going to be tricky, no doubt about it. This has been Stoppage Time. He's the great Mario Rees. Thanks so much to Mario. Thanks to all the people who joined us, all the owners from LAFC who were involved in the show in this one. Thanks to Bob Bradley. I'm Dave Denholm. Thanks to Jesse Lopez. You have been listening to Soccer Weekly. On the home of world football here in Southern California, it's ESPN LA 710.